to episode number 20 of the Who Am I podcast with the Southside Church of Christ, where we are looking at our identity as Christians, especially as it pertains to what that means in today's modern world. I am Brian Dill, and here with me today is, as always, is the superb Jackson Wells. Thank you. It's good to be here. <laughs> All right. Today, we are talking about the biblical character Joseph. And uh, Jackson and I have something in common. Mm -hmm. Jackson, you were the only boy. You have two sisters. Yes. I was the only boy. I had three sisters. Yes. Can you imagine what it would have been like to grow up with 11 brothers like Joseph did? Not quite. (laughs) Uh, I think we would have had a football team. Yeah, something. Right, right. Probably would have been called the Wellerman (laughs) or something like that. Like the song. (laughs) Yeah. I think we would have been been okay. Yeah. yeah. We would have have started off as basketball, but then once we realized that, like, that was not our sport, then football would have been right. it. Right. Don't you think there'd be a lot of fights? You know. Oh, absolutely. Goodness gracious. Absolutely. I mean, it, it almost has to, it would I, have I, to be. I didn't have any brothers, but I had cousins, and, and my cousins right. and I got in fisticuffs yes. quite often. Oh, yeah. Yeah, me too. Me too. Oh, the, well, not cousins so much as nephews, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's go ahead and get this episode started. So as we get started with this week's episode, I thought it might be fun to talk about our siblings for a minute, whether they like that idea or not. We don't care. Uh, So Jackson, tell us a story about one or both of your siblings that you would like for the whole world to hear. I don't know that my sisters listened to this. (laughs) That may be for the best. So yeah, Um, the the one that I'm going to share first is about my younger sister, Maria, and she up until high school, didn't understand how time zones worked. And (laughs) and, and like she's explained it to me countless times, and I still think it's hilarious because growing up, we shot archery, and the state tournament was always in Louisville, which is eastern time zone. Okay. And we would – we lived in the central time zone, and so we would travel up to Louisville. Sure. And the time would change. Of course. And so – she was under the impression that time zones worked in some vertical fashion. So the further north you went... Oh, like Louisville. <laughs> Louisville could be a different time zone, but not Knoxville. <laughs> right. Like like it didn't... And then I think, like, I, I can remember asking her, Maria, what did, what, what did you think happened when we went to Florida for vacation? Right. And she was just like, I had no idea what was going on. <laughs> and so... <laughs> I just I find that quite funny. Yes, uh, yes. So yeah, that's that's Maria. Do you want me to share the one about Audrey, or do you want to sure, share? Sure, sure. Go ahead. Okay. So this has happened, to Audrey, not once but twice. Uh-oh. Once when she was old enough to talk. <laughs> okay. And then once when she knew better or Uh-oh. should have known better. <laughs> but uh, one day our parents came home from uh, a long day of work which is teaching. Right. And so uh, Audrey says a word, and it's a word that she's not supposed to. Oh, okay. Um, and so uh, she, she you know, gets in trouble for, for saying that word. Okay. Mom, mom tests her, like, do you know what you're saying? Right. And Audrey, like, sheepishly says the word, <laughs> and, like, she knows that she's not supposed to say it. <laughs> 
So she may not have known what it meant, but yeah. she knew she wasn't supposed to say it. Right, right. <laughs> and so then grow, grow up, fast forward like six or seven years. Right. <laughs> Me, Dad, and Audrey have been outside working, and we come inside for lunch. And, you know, we're just talking. And then she just all of a sudden uses this bad word. And I like, I like, I like, was like, did she just say that? But I didn't say anything. Right. And then she said it again. Oh, goodness gracious. And I was like, Audrey, you can't say that. It's like she was trying to get in trouble. No, no. And she was like, you can't? I was like, no, you can't say that. (laughs) So she knew, (laughs) she knew what it meant, but didn't think it was bad to say. No, I don't think she or, knew what it right. meant. She just oh, okay. thought that it was like, oh, just this a is normal word this is a normal would... word that I can use. So she had forgotten from her her early early youth <laughs> that she wasn't supposed to say it, and then she reverted back. Oh, good grief! <laughs> <laughs> huh. Oh, wow! All right, so I, uh, so the story I have about one of my siblings. So the difference be- between our experiences is. That yes, I had three sisters, but they're all uh, significantly older than me. So not growing up with them really took me a while to kind of figure out something that I could tell that would be funny. Yeah, because I had to try and dig through like memories of stories that I'd heard more than stories that I experienced. Right. Yeah. Uh, because you know they were. Uh, closer to being old enough to be my mom by the time I was old enough to be remembering a lot of things. (laughs) But I do remember that uh, my youngest sister, she was in the home still for a little while as I was younger. And she went off to college and she didn't live real far away uh, in, in college, just actually just the next county over. And uh, dad had purchased a car to help her with driving. And I think she may have been driving back and forth at that point from home to college instead of living on campus. And so uh, I think she was driving home one day and the car just stopped, just stopped working completely. (laughs) And so she pulls off the side of the road and they you know, take it over to mechanic or something, and and dad comes and and uh, is is gonna try and help figure out. And dad's looking at it, and the engine has completely locked up. Oh no! And he says, "When was the last time you changed the oil?" And she says, "Last time I did what?" <laughs> and he says, "You have to change the oil in this vehicle." She's like. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> and so that she, is awesome. she had no idea. She owns a car now that's hers, yet, yeah. yet she has no idea that, that she was supposed to do anything with the oil. She was, she, as she tells the story, she barely knew how to put gas in the car at that point. <laughs> but uh, I, I think that that stuff kind of happens. Like <laughs> I, I, I like to make fun of Maria for not, you know, knowing how time zones worked. Right. But it's just, we we forget when Things we learned slip through the cracks. Yeah, right? we, we forget when we learned that, and so we don't teach. We just assume that everybody should know how but something works. You know, if you're getting a car, yeah, other than knowing how to put gas in it, number one on the list probably is you've got to get the oil changed because and it, and literally that car was done. Dang, it, it locks like, up that up. engine 
And there is no, you know, my sister said she was thinking, uh, oh, well, you know, whatever's wrong, we'll get it fixed, yeah. you know, whatever. But it was like, nope, that car that is car's done. Toast. That's gone. Wow. You're getting a new car now or, or <laughs> you're not going to have a car for a while yeah. is what it ended up being. <laughs> Man. So you're talking about your, you had older sisters, right? And right. I, I think you are at an advantage because they, you, you didn't get to see them grow up. And especially that older one, me being the oldest, I guarantee you my sisters could tell me, tell so many embarrassing stories about me. Because, <laughs> right. I mean, I was just living life. Mom and dad didn't know what they were doing with me, you know, whatever. And so <laughs> I was kind of just an experiment. And yes. a lot of times the experiments failed. Uh, and so <laughs> my sisters could, could tell plenty of funny stories on me. Right, so. right. Well, okay, so we're talking this week about Joseph. Uh, as, as we're occasionally doing with this podcast, we want to look at the life of someone in Scripture, and we want to talk about how God worked through them and how God worked in their lives. And this week, Joseph, whose life is covered from chapters 37 through 50 in the book of Genesis, is one who... Um, had a a lot of things happen in his life, yeah. And and we're not going to have time with our normal podcast length <laughs> to talk about his entire life, really. It I mean, was insane. We'll kind of we'll kind of jump through it a little bit. Uh, but you know, if you really want to go uh, read about it, go ahead. You know, it's about thirteen, uh, fourteen chapters uh, in the book of yeah. Genesis. You know, so he gets a lot of coverage. Uh, his lifespan does, but. Uh, what's the what's one of the first things that you remember, especially as a kid, uh, oh, reading about Joseph? Obviously, the coat of many colors. Okay, that right. <laughs> um, there was a VeggieTales movie, and so we <laughs> yes. watched that. We were Dolly Parton fans, and so there's a song that she uh, sings called "Coat of Many Colors." Is that right? Yeah. Okay, and it's a it's a song about where her mom made her. a coat of many colors and all her <laughs> classmates made fun of her because of it oh wow yeah that almost sounds like that was a true story that she i think it turned into a song i think it might have been I yeah it might have been interesting yeah interesting yeah that's a typical vbs oh, type yeah. story absolutely you know? i remember uh, i would say like moving past the coat of many colors veggie tales dolly parton for some reason i have and maybe <laughs> because of veggie tales i have the, a vision or um, i'm envisioning like the, the sheaves that are bowing. Right, um, and right. And the, the stories that Joseph tells. It the dreams makes that he had. brother's mad. Yes. For some reason, I can I can remember that. But jo- Joseph definitely is is one of those stories where you hear it as a little kid, and you're like, oh, yeah, I remember I remember Joseph. I remember right, Joseph. right. And I think that's because he is so prominent in the, new, uh, in the Old Testament. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and I think, you know, maybe all this that happens with the... The coat of many colors, and the fact that he was the favorite yeah. in some ways yeah. with with Jacob, and, and and all the things that transpire, and the fact that he gets his brothers into trouble, and, yeah, and he has these dreams where it sounds like he's going to be ruling over them one day, and they don't really appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, jo- Joseph was was good at for some reason he could he could push people's buttons. Right. Which is, I think, a skill that the youngest child has. <laughs> That's is right. They figure out a way. They figure out a way to just, they know, they know how to do it. And Joseph, right. 
had a knack for it and unfortunately had 11 older brothers that weren't going to let him oh, <laughs> <slip>. man. <laughs> Eleven older brothers. Goodness gracious! You know he he gets himself into trouble, and this is something that that ultimately leads jo- into some very difficult times for Joseph. Yes, because right off the bat in chapter thirty-seven of Genesis, we read how his own brothers trapped him and sold him into slavery, and took that coat of many colors and put some animal blood on it. And then convinced their dad that the he must have been attacked by some wild animal or something. Yeah. And, uh, you know, siblings don't always get along. You know what you said. Right. But um, I feel like that's a little more than just not getting along. Yeah, I, I mean, I tried to do that with my sisters. <laughs> right, <so. Yeah. laughs> Mom and dad were not happy. No. no. Uh, I left them out in the woods behind the house <laughs> yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. We, we all get into disagreements with our siblings. But for me, anyways, my two sisters who were, were within four years of each other, all the, uh, all three of us were within okay. four years. So we were super close growing up. And so if there's any disagreement that we've had, we pretty much have found a way to resolve it. And that is, it's it's unique to, to be able to do that. And, right. You know, it's, it's not like a normal friendship, you know. S- siblingship is something that, you know, it's typically you, you don't spend as much time with anybody other than your siblings. I mean, that's true. And I think uh, maybe maybe some of the age difference uh, made a difference. You yeah, know, definitely the favoritism. You know, that is huge. Is, yeah. It played a big role in in how his brothers responded. But I think one of the most impressive characteristics about Joseph is that he is able to remain faithful to God in what turns out to be some pretty awful circumstances. I mean, he's he's sold into slavery by his family. That's pretty te- that's pretty bad. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That that's pretty awful, you know. Uh so now he's enslaved, but he's working as kind of a house servant yeah in Egypt for Potiphar. And that goes well for a while. But then Potiphar's wife decides to try and seduce him. <laughs> And when that doesn't work, she lies about about it, and he ends up being thrown in prison. Like this, this feels like an episode, or, or it feels like a sitcom, right? Like it's almost like, laughable it how is. bad things yes. go from bad to worse, right? <laughs> yeah, and, and it, I think it would have been awfully easy for Joseph to just give up, just say, "Whoo, forget it." Yes, uh, I can't do this anymore. It would it would have been very very easy to have that many things go wrong and then continue to go wrong. But in order to keep going, there's got to be some sort of mindset that he had where either either he could remember that he was his dad's favorite <laughs> <laughs> or or he knew that, okay, eventually, eventually something's got to give. It, it's It's got to break my way eventually. And so this this continued perseverance through no matter what trial he had helped him get through because there have been times when I have given up when if I had just gone one more step, if I had just right. had a little more patience, the grass would have been greener on the other side. <laughs> yeah, I think Joseph is impressively able to continue to do his best yeah. in every circumstance Yeah, and, and to give his best. Yes. And, and instead of just saying... 
I'm going to do nothing now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like regardless of his circumstances, he was going to try his hardest. Yes, yes. And it. I think it's because of that that he eventually has this rather unique opportunity when the ruler of Egypt, the pharaoh of the time, was having these dreams that he couldn't figure out what they meant and no one else is able to figure out what they mean. And so Joseph then is, is given the opportunity to to interpret the dreams, and when he tells the Pharaoh that this means that a famine is coming, Pharaoh essentially makes him second in command in all of Egypt, yeah. which is incredible. <laughs> and he basically hands it over to Joseph and says, okay, now you get to fix this. You you get to be in charge of storing up in yeah. preparation for the famine, and then the dividing up of the goods after as the famine is yeah. is taking place it, it still feels like an episode of a sitcom oh, it's like really? it's like Kramer I, for some reason I'm fi- I'm picturing Kramer. Joseph as Kramer he gets thrown into a pit he doesn't realize he's getting right. slave or sold in slavery he, he gets wrongly accused of of uh, sleeping with Potiphar's wife right. and right. then all of a sudden he finds himself in charge of Egypt's food. <laughs> right. He's like, uh, I, right. I, have, I have no idea how I got here, but right. here I yeah. am. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would say the difference is Joseph does have some idea how yes. he got there, right? Yes. <laughs> I mean, Joseph knows that that it is his faith in God and his reliance upon God to get him through uh, his circumstances that has is what's going to help him you know, get to where he needs to be. And then what ends up happening is that Joseph's own brothers end up having to come to Egypt looking for help during this famine. And that's in chapter 42 of the book of Genesis. Jackson, can you can you imagine the temptation for Joseph when his own brothers show up asking for help? Yeah. What, what, what do you think your reaction might have been? I, I would have. I, I might have given them the, the godfather treatment. Like, you, you, <laughs> you coming you, to me? You coming to me. Uh, you sold me into slavery. You know. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> oh, wait, have you even seen that movie? No. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. Yeah. Or I might <laughs> Yet have, you know the I treatment. Might, I might have uh, uh, Fortnite danced on him. I don't know. Like It would have been It would so tempting to be like, Ha, look at you guys. You guys are suffering. Look at me. You put right, me here. Right. Uh, this is your fault. And I get to choose whether or not you eat. Am I gonna? I don't know. I would have <laughs> yeah. I would have definitely left him guessing. You Make them dance for it or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean, the, I think for sure the temptation is to say, nope, sorry. Yeah. Figure it out. Oh, good luck. See ya. Yeah. Uh, or, or. To carry out some sort of crazy type of vengeance, you know, that, like yeah. I said, you know, make them go jump through hoops for it to get what they need or something. But in an incredible turn of attitude, uh, instead of vengeance, Joseph has this perspective that, in my mind, is one of the most incredible perspectives. In all of Scripture, mm-hmm. I, I know that that we have, you, you know, the Moses leadership. We have Elijah, and we have, you know, Simon Peter, and and all of these incredible, faithful people. But I'm not sure Joseph gets enough credit at times for yeah. what he ultimately understands to have happened in his life, because it's in chapter fifty. 
It's actually after their father has died. So Joseph has already helped his brothers and helped his entire family. His entire family now has moved to Egypt, and they're being taken care of, being taken care of well. And then Jacob passes away. And the brothers begin to think, uh-oh, maybe now is when he's going to really let us have it. Yeah. Maybe he's been waiting because while dad was alive, he didn't want dad to get on to him or whatever. Right. You know, even though he's second in command in all of Egypt, I mean, <laughs> what's dad going to do yeah. really? But, you know, maybe dad, he was waiting until dad passed away. So we need to, to do something. And so they, they kind of approach him and, and try to say, look, you know, please don't uh, hurt us, <laughs> you know, whatever. Yeah. In chapter 50, in verse 20, Joseph says, You meant evil against me, but God meant it for good, to bring it about that many people should be alive, should be kept alive as they are today. I find that to be the perspective that I hope I can attain to at some point. To, uh, yeah. I just find that it to be incredible. Well, it's so it's so difficult to look at your trial and pain as something good, right? And so, for Joseph to go through everything that he went through, to suffer as much as he did, to spend time in prison, to spend time in a hole, which ultimately was the fault of his brothers. Yeah, he was like, <laughs> "I know what you guys did to me was bad, but obviously, I'm in this position." And I can take care of you guys, and so I'm gonna, right? Like to to be able to realize that one God does use your pain for something, whether you yes. realize what it is or not. Right, right. You can you can use yourself for good for others specifically. It's, Absolutely, it's amazing. It really is. And then there's like the forgiveness along with that to to just kind of be able to. I know you did this to me but I'm forgiving you and I am going to take care of you. When we don't typically do that. <laughs> no, no, no way. We we want vengeance. We yeah. we want when, our pound of flesh. When we've been wronged, we Absolutely. We yeah, we want to take it out. Cuz you know, it's one thing if if accidents had happened and spiraled out of control in Joseph's life that weren't really anyone's fault, but things were went bad, but then God used what went bad for good mm-hmm. in some way, then it's okay. You know, we can have that mindset. Okay, I see how now God has worked these things out. But if his brothers had not been the ones to just despise him and sell him into slavery, then he probably would have been okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All these bad things would not have happened. Yeah. And so that is such a hard thing, I think, for us to to really have that level of forgiveness and understanding that hey look you 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 may have done something that was horrible but I grew because of it yeah uh, you know I really I really want to see this as a sitcom now I really do <laughs> I think you've got 14 chapters about one person and his family there right. are so many so many ways you can do that I wonder this is just me talking, but I wonder what it would have been like had his brothers not done that to him. Right. Would would Joseph have become an unsufferable brat because <laughs> he was a favorite? Or, like, did this need to happen to him so he could, you know, have this perspective? Maybe and, he needed to know. mature a little bit, right? <laughs> yeah. I think having a, 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 maybe not a sitcom, but perhaps a drama. I don't know. Sure. Angel Studios, if you're listening. Um, 
I think it would be a it'd be a great story to see. But you know, obviously, reading your Bible, you can read it for yourself. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, but yeah, to to think about the kinds of things going through Joseph's mind and the the, the emotions that he went through and and uh, through all the different challenges and then even through the the times we know we do see where he breaks down. You know, yeah. when his brothers are there and he realizes who they are. It's just it's interesting. It would it, it would be a very interesting thing to see on on a screen somewhere. Yeah. Do you know how 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 old was Joseph whenever he was thrown into bed? It doesn't say, but... Oh, like... goodness. I feel like somewhere we do get a, a, an age, but yeah. somewhere in the process of the story, but I can't remember where. Okay. I was just curious. Okay, so am I a Joseph? Jackson, what what do you think it takes to be a Joseph well, First, you've got to know how to get on people's nerves. First, <laughs> no. Uh, I, I, the the three P's. If you want to be a Joseph, you have to be patient. You have to persevere, and you have to forgive. And I know you have to spell forgive P H. Oh, uh, for it to be the three P's. I was gonna say, is this like pterodactyl with the silent P at the beginning or something? Uh, patience, <laughs> perseverance, and forgiveness. That is what made Joseph the way that he was. He's patient with whatever situation he was in and whenever his situation got worse he kept going right and then in a moment where he didn't have to he did forgive absolutely he did man yeah joseph is one of those characters that uh gets talked about some in vbs and mm-hmm. sunday school when you're a kid but then we sort of veer away from his story a little bit as yeah. adults because it's almost like well i've heard that all before yeah. and we don't go back and and uh, dig into his life as often as probably we yeah. should. Yeah. I think I think and and it's not something we're asking the question am I a Joseph? My grandfather is a Joseph. Right. right. <laughs> that's cuz <laughs> his name is Joseph. <laughs> um, but we we wouldn't use that term to describe somebody. Um, but if you were described as a Joseph in the sense of you persevere, you're patient and you forgive, that would be a huge compliment. Absolutely. And so understanding the characteristics that Joseph had are are really good. Because like you said, when we're kids, we don't really understand. We don't understand what all Joseph went through. We just That's know that right. it's kind of a happy ending. That's right. And it, <laughs> sometimes a happy ending is great, but in order to really, really appreciate that, it's important to understand how he got there. Yes, yes. Because that's where... That's where we are right now. We're in the process of getting there. Mm-hmm. We we are in the trial of life. We need to be patient. We need to persevere. We need to forgive. And right. so to have an example like Joseph is good, and we need to remember that. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Okay, well, we really appreciate everyone who is listening. We hope that this week's episode has been uplifting for you and has been helpful in growing your faith and helping you to grow in your identity as a follower of Jesus. Have a blessed day and a great week.